0: Welcome to another edition of Summit Point Visits. In fact, a special series of The Richard Pyatt Show. This is the first of several visits with Summit Point, the Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan, based in the serial city of Battle Creek. You may have heard an episode uh, that we uh, conducted a little while ago with... Jeannie Goodrich, who is the CEO of Summit Point. We talked a little bit about the Behavioral Health Urgent Care Center that was opened recently. If you didn't get a chance to hear that episode, just look back on the Richard Pyatt Show website, richardpyattshow.com, and you'll find that. But we'll spend the next uh, several episodes talking with Summit Point in uh, in further detail about what they do. Joining us today, John Boyd, who's a recovery coach with Summit Point and Dwayne Kelly, who's a peer at Summit Point. We'll learn what that means coming up in just a bit. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you, Richard. So Summit Point serves about 9,000 individuals a year. Boy, uh, incredible number and uh, really incredible work, John. How do you do it?
1: Well, it takes a village. Uh, For a half a century, we've been providing services uh, throughout the community. We are as good as our community is. Okay, so what we like to do is uh, meet people where they're at to pretty much provide not only mental health services, but people with substance use services. We have an autism center. What we do does take the entire team. And Jeannie Goodrich has done a fantastic job of incorporating everyone at first step, working to be one serving the community.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. First step being the urgent care center we referred to a moment ago. So uh, including uh, that, but as well as a number of other things, 24-hour crisis uh, services that you're you're focused on. And if you can imagine that, Dwayne, 24-hour crisis means that that phone could ring at any time.
2: Yes. First of all, thank you again, Richard, for having us. Good to see you, John, as always. 24 hours, you know, our concerns and our circumstances, or situations, or conditions are not limited to nine to five, or three to twelve, or eleven to seven. Mm-hmm. So right. to have services and uh, available twenty four hours is is fantastic. You know, it, it, it just it, I'm just going to share personally. You know, from my own past, it gives me goosebumps to even think that when my crisis arises, I don't have to wait. I don't have to be put on hold. And be limited to a, a box time that I can get services. And it might, it's life changing. And I will say that it's also life saving. We can't put a number on the effects it's going to have by being available 24 hours, mm-hmm. but we know it can be nothing but positive and uh, And uh, again, an advantage to those who we serve.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you make a good point that uh, crisis doesn't happen just between business hours, it <laughs> could happen right. at any yeah. time. You know. Dwayne, talk about what a peer is, if you would.
2: Well, it, it puts a smile on my face because before I became a peer, I received peer services. Peer is, you know, actually peer support specialists. Uh, really been established about the last fifteen years or so. Uh, it was noted that, and you know, evidence based that people who have been through certain situations, be it uh, uh, mental health. Uh, conditions and or uh, co-occurring conditions, uh, substance abuse, they relate well with people who have been where they are. So what peer support specialists do, we use our shared experiences to try to encourage, uh, to empower, to give self-determination and try to help people reach their goals through independence. So it's not a place where we do the work for them, but we try to help them reach certain goals. And uh, it can be small steps at a time to reach large goals. It can be overcoming homelessness and learning life skills and employment skills. It just goes on. It's unlimited. But basically, again, in a nutshell, we use our own shared experiences to help others overcome their conditions. And Mm -hmm. the, the term I like to do, to reach a place of mental health recovery.
0: So, John, as a recovery coach, maybe you could talk about what that means, but also I would imagine that what Dwayne does is a a key element in what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Um, What I do is meet people where they're at, being 24 hours. Um, We had a recovery center open up March of 2017. And when we opened that up, it was a first for the community to be able to not only come in to get services, but... To meet up with somebody that's been in their shoes, Um, sharing our stories is huge, but relating to these individuals is key to getting them being successful in their recovery. And the peers are amazing because after we work with them, get them where they need to be, whether it be treatment, uh, inpatient, outpatient, the peers step in and ride it out with them. So you don't have a gap. I went to treatment, I'm out. Now what do I do? -huh not only the recovery coaches are huge I mean we are 24 7 we are available people call us 24 7.
0: yeah it so uh, you're helping them in a uh, structured way to try and and help them in their recovery both of you are uh, mm-hmm. but you have different roles in the sense that um what I'm getting John is that you're you're helping with the uh the structure of it and the steps of it but Dwayne, you are the person that helps engage them because you know what they're going through.
2: Yes, and it's it's, it's a balance. The recovery coach pretty much is. You know, it, it used to be united mental health uh, uh, and everything fell under the peer support. Mm-hmm. A few years back, uh, the it was found out that to better serve, so there was a separation of recovery coach and peer support instead of yes. So we can target and be more focused. So the recovery coach is more focused on substance use disorders. And the peer support are are more on the mental health recovery. But there's a balance. Because see, a person can have a co-occurring disorder. And most of the peers and a lot of recovery coaches, they're cross-trained. You know, to be certified in both. And so that offers an advantage to the individuals that we serve. But yes. Absolutely. So we balance off each other. A lot of communication. And, you know, one is, you know, no better than the other is, you know, it's across the board in the best interest of the customers that we serve. To make That's sure that right. All yep. the tools that they have. That's yep. right. Our number one goal is the customer. Um, yes, where they're at. Okay. That's, yep.
1: I guess, somebody that, I don't care where you come from, who you are, or what you do. Yes, sir. Gonna, I am going to give you the resources available. And Summit Point has done an amazing job of giving us the tools to support our community. Um, A lot of people are out there. They're in the wind saying, what do I do? How do I how do I bridge the gap? Where do I go? Once you take the first step, whether in the doors, that's when that's when the healing begins. And that's what our ultimate goal is, is to make sure these people walk out and they're like, they do care. These people genuinely care and they do want to help.
0: You know, uh, that takes me to my next question, which is uh, when might somebody avail themselves of the services at Summit Point? Uh, and I ask that sort of with the notion that there are some folks, I'm sure, out there who aren't sure that they're ready or that they need it. or And I presume that's part of what you do. But when do they do they step forward?
1: Well, I think they step forward. And unfortunately, it's a crisis situation. Um, crisis comes in many forms. Um, I guess the answer to that question is is when they're ready. Um, and sometimes it takes an individual outside that says, are you OK? Is there something going on? And then that brings awareness to the customer. And they're like, OK, maybe I should go to Summit Point. And going to Summit Point going, I'm not really sure what they do. But after their first initial visit, then they do. And that's like, like I said, that's when we can really start working together, um, you know, with the clinicians and the therapists, everybody's right here in one spot. And, and we're able to literally give them, you know, a complete package of recovery and, and, and work through the steps with them to get there.
0: I guess. Wayne, I'm I'm curious about what you think about that and answer this however you want. Uh, but in terms of your experience, were you ready to step forward or were you encouraged? How did that eventuate for you?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, we backing up some decades and, you know, I think you get to a point in, in the recovery arena, we always say, I get sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: You know, and I'm just, I'm making it as relaxing, as blunt as we can. And, you know, that's an area, you know, that, uh, being aware and being made aware that I even had an issue. A lot of times we don't recognize we even have a concern. But when you get to that point, and as John said, you humbled yourself to say, hey, I need some help. Sometimes it's a different arena is how a person comes in. It could be court court appointed. The services also go way beyond just uh, you look at you, John and I as an adult, it's you. Maybe parents are recommended, psychologists, you know, so Is I think the opportunity to come in uh, and start receiving services is unlimited, you know, and it's individualized. You know, as John would probably testify, I wouldn't say it's not cookie cutter. So, so many different ways. But in my case, it was that, hey, I've been trying this a lot of different ways. I've had my good years and then I have a fallback, I would say, in terms of mental health relapse. You know, I'm a Marine veteran, uh, PTSD. So this approach that I've been doing is it, not working for me. So maybe i try to do something different. So I humbled myself to receive services. And even like what I'm doing, uh, uh, the I was assigned peer support just like I have it. Right. And just listening to that shared experience and seeing somebody who looked like me, maybe not physically, but have some of the same symptoms, some of the same issues, some of the same situations that they overcame. That gave a sense of hope
0: that I can do this. Well oh boy, that! Boy, if there was a, a line on which to, uh, to stop that comment, that was it. Uh, we're running out of time, but I do, John, want to just underscore that um, something Dwayne said from your perspective, every situation could be individual. You have to examine every situation and respond right. accordingly, don't you? Absolutely.
1: And long story short is, uh, again, saying meeting people where they're at. Um, where I'm at now at first step, these people come here, it's time. It's a crisis situation a lot of times. So, all right, let's get the ball rolling. Our job is to get in, get them comfortable. Okay, let them know that they're in a safe place, you know, we can get down to business and figure out what where their needs are and how we can meet them.
0: All right. So uh, well, congratulations on the success of the work you're doing. And uh if someone's listening to this uh and you take one thing away from it, it might be that as you've heard Dwayne and John say, they're ready to help, and uh, uh, you don't have to continue to go through a crisis that you're going through. And You're help. not alone. You're not That's alone. Right. That's right. Uh, details at summitpoint.org. That's point with an E, so S-U-M-M-I-T-P-O-I-N-T-E dot O-R-G for more information on the services available. Thanks to you both very much.
2: All right, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for having us,
0: Richard.